Make sure you're of age in your appropriate area. <laughs> what does that even mean? TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is hello? Up, uh, not welcome back. Well, well, it's been so long. Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Happy Wednesday if you're listening to it on a Wednesday, or happy yeah, if you didn't day. know, we uh, come up with episodes every Wednesday, every Wednesday on all of your platform needs and wants, and wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there. Yeah, and if 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 it's not there, you just hop into our Discord. Just go to the link tree, hop into our Discord, and you let us know where you want it, and we'll get hey, there. We're also on Discord. <laughs> um, as of uh, today, we're drinking again. Again, two weeks in a row of drinking. What are we drinking today? Make we're sure back at counterpart. Make sure you're of age in your appropriate area. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a drink. <laughs> what's an appropriate? What's a not an appropriate area? Wait a second. I'm just saying, certain countries have different laws. You know. Touche, touche. Uh, so we are uh, having another beer from Counterpart. Brewery. From Counterpart, which, if you listened to last week's episode, was also a beer from Counterpart. <laughs> this one we're going with a dark ale, as opposed to a sour, and it's called Rise and Shine Blended Dark Ale with, with coffee, maple syrup, cinnamon, and vanilla. 7.5%. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the other night when I was drinking a can. It was similar, three fifty five can, and it was a salted caramel beer from Nickelbrook. And I'm sipping on it, I'm drinking it right, and like I'm three quarters of the way through, and I'm like, why is this hitting me? And I look down at fat right on the side of the can, eleven percent. I was like, damn. Must be good that you didn't notice though. Yeah, it was really good, but it was like, hard to drink. It was super sweet to be fair. Definitely very coffee forward. Yeah. Now, are you more of a sour fan or a dark ale fan? Where you sit on the? You're not a big beer guy. Yeah, no, I'm not a beer fan. So, it's chocolatey. Very chocolatey. I like it. Anyway, so, what are we going to talk about today? Got a lot of random topics, so this is a very us episode. So random. Well, uh, coming, coming, coming to an end of the anime season, actually. The winter season, the first season of the year, which yes. has had some decent decent shows. They've been decent, and some of the ones that I carried over have held their quality. But if you're interested in the spring season, we will be releasing the episode next week. Yes, and that will also our be... our spring preview. Which will be awesome, because that will also be a full year of us reviewing animes that are coming out, because we started... One of our earlier episodes was a uh, spring, spring summer, preview. summer, well, the one. summer preview. So yeah. yeah, so we would have gone through all the seasons. So yeah, which is crazy because that means we're getting closer to our one year anniversary of this podcast, which is also crazy. Which is crazy to think about. It really is crazy. So yeah, if you're into anime and you want to know what kind of shows we're going to be interested in watching, turn next week where we will be discussing the spring season of 2023. Exactly. Um. So some things. Um. First off. Hogwarts Legacy came out a few weeks back. Um, I got it. I played it. It was pretty good. 
supposed <laughs> to ask how was it, but yeah, um, uh, it's like probably around fifty hours into the game. Okay, not done all the side missions, but I've completed the main story, which was pretty decent. Um, some of my predictions of what certain characters were going to do or be or whatnot did not come to fruition, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Overall, um, I think it was a decent story. I think it looked nice. looked pretty. Yeah. It's decent looking. I do think there are a couple of things that could definitely be improved if there was ever like a sequel or DLC. Something. Um, I think. Pretty much only characters that you can interact with are characters that give you side quests or our main quests or our shopkeepers. That's it. Mm-hmm. I do think if you want to make it that more super immersive, that you should just be able to interact with whoever. Yeah. Um, I think the flying system is a little bit jank. It's fun to fly in a broom, but I feel like the controls are bad. We said there was like a camera, like. The same. No, so the right. St- I was playing with a controller on my computer, and yeah. right stick is your camera, which is very common for pretty much most games ever. Yeah. And the issue is, in when you would think about flying, I would. I think most games go the route of your left stick overall controls where you're going, and you just adjust your camera to adjust where 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 you're going. Yeah. To make sure that you're always going in the direction you want to go. That's the point of the camera. But they have it so that your camera also controls your up and down. So you can't ever actually look down without moving down on your, which is weird. Yeah. So um, I've seen some people complain about the combat system being pretty repetitive. And it is if you force yourself to just use your one set of um, spell diamonds. You get four spell diamonds if you choose to upgrade to have more. And you could have up to you know a good amount of spells yeah like 16 spells you could theoretically be using which would be ridiculous but that could make it more interesting for you if that's if you find it bland the other thing is you can do different styles so something i discovered is if you upgrade a lot of your stealth stuff you can just do make any mission a stealth mission and just stealth up and do do it that way that can make it more interesting you could use curses so, you, so what you're saying is that for the game itself, there's not just one type of way to play. Like you can kind of make it your own adventure. It's not like a choose your adventure kind of situation, but like it's, no, you're definitely railroaded. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of combat, you don't have. You can, for the most part, do whatever spells you feel comfortable with, or you can force yourself yeah. to do something different. You could, if you do the stealth stuff, you could almost do everything in stealth for the most part, other than like big boss battles. And then same with um, like you the curses I ended up teaching, learning myself. And there's some cool skill tree things with the curses where you can like spread. Basically make it so that you can curse enemies and then you can see it has like a green X on them and different spells can apply curse. Okay. And then there's one in the skill tree that if you use the killing curse, it bounces to anyone that's cursed. Oh damn. So instead of just killing one person with it, you just make everyone sure, just make sure you bounce the curse and one of them is the um the mind control curse okay anyone they hit it applies the curse to so basically you just <laughs> go invisible mind control someone they start hitting everyone spreading the curse and then while you're at it use your expelliarmus because if you do the skill tree with expelliarmus adding curse and you just add curse to seven different enemies then you kill and curse one of them and all seven dead damn 
So found it out. <laughs> there are interesting. I do think overall, I think it was a very ambitious game, and I think it was pretty good. I just think that there are still lots of rooms for improvement for, for a sure. game like that. I do think the Switch version is probably going to be absolutely awful. Unfortunate, because I know Matt, that's basically what Matt's going to be forced to play on, but I, I yeah. can't see the Switch version of the game being anywhere near as good. That's fair. Because some of the things that make the game really good is the lack of cutscenes, the lack of loading screens, I mean, for going outside to the of the castle of entering the forest i feel like in a lot of older rpg open world rpg games when you'd enter the forest it'd be like a quick loading screen to be yeah. like okay now loading skyrim up, yeah skyrim loading is a great up X example area right yeah and there's none of that sometimes you might get a little loading circle at the door you're about to go through but then you're right through and i think on like stuff like the switch that's just not going to be able to handle yeah that there will be tons it's gonna be almost a completely different game and find out in july (laughs) i think the story obviously will be the same same side missions but i think the overall feel of the game will be very different will be a very different experience and not a good one that's unfortunate for me (laughs) yeah it definitely is unfortunately the switch is just not a powerful system and a lot of games now are going to be catering towards next gen consoles and pc and although the Switch is a next-gen console, it's just not, at next the end of the day, gen. it's a portable yeah. system. It's not going to be able to put up for sure the same um, standard, I guess. It doesn't have the same beef to it. It's true. But overall, I think it, was, but it was fun. And, and it's cool when you start um, being able to get like your closer to your end gear and you can design the look of how you want to be like after you have so many of the different um unlocked look outfits and stuff you can just pick what outfit you want them you just switch whatever your gear is to look like the way you want to which is nice there's like there's a different wand handle so you can have your wand look the way you want there's a cool thing you said that uh too like for your sorting into housing you can hook like your pottermore account yeah, I think the, the Pottermore is now called Harry Potter Fan Club, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, yes. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter or something or other. Yeah, but um, you can hook it up. You don't ha- you're don't. you not forced to be in the house either. Okay. So if you don't want to be in whatever house you were put in, you can just, like any, like they say in the books and stuff, you can just say no. Like You can go in whatever you want. And same with the wand. You don't have to use the wand they give you. A wand, choose the wizard, Mr. Bottom. I don't know if there's a side quest for Patronus, but... No, the Patronus is irrelevant because I haven't had to use it or see anything. That's that's a letdown. But in the grand scheme of things, not really. But Patronus it's just something just cool. else that was on that website that yeah pick that you figure out, right? Dang, this beer is very chocolatey. It doesn't even taste like coffee. I get the chocolate kind of notes, but it's very forward. It's pretty good though. It's definitely. Uh... Um, on top of that, we began streaming some of Hogwarts Legacy just for testing seeing yeah. how it goes seeing if computer can handle it internet can handle it etc cetera, etc cetera. but they went pretty well i think overall we yeah. had a couple yeah. couple viewers and i think only one crash which was good not bad not bad so potentially some streaming in the future if we do get into streaming let us know what kind of games and stuff you guys want us to try out um, maybe play with some some people we've had on like ebats yep. Ebats, Dan Chan. 
which actually will lead into a question, which, whoa, we're going to answer a question <laughs> very early middle. on of the episode. And this comes from Tim, who we've been lucky enough to have on the episode, mul- on the uh, podcast multiple times. Four times, at least. And was also kind enough to lead a one-shot for us. Yes. If you're a fan of D&D, make sure you check out our one-shot that we did. And his question is, what are your go-to archetypes for RPGs, whether tabletop like D&D or in video games like Warcraft and Dragon Age? Do you want to lead this one, Connor? <laughs> so for video games, I'm very... Uh, I usually gravitate towards like the spellcaster. Yep. Not usually a melee, any form of melee character. Which is funny because in the current campaign that has begun for my friends, uh, our second campaign in the same world, we've talked about it before on previous episodes. Yep. Uh, I'm actually playing a paladin for the first time, which is melee. (laughs) But I definitely gravitate towards like for... D and all. I think the rogue is cool, but I like the idea of more of like playing the range style. Yeah, I'm also more into. I think wizard's probably been my favorite, but I like the idea of sorcerer and warlock. Like I both, I like the like the um the magic archetypes kind mm-hmm. of spell casting, and that kind of carries over in a lot of um RPG style game video games as well. Usually picking the the spell casting or more range characters just you know i don't want to get mauled i guess yeah. i don't know i don't know what my thought process is that maybe i think they're cooler i don't know i actually don't know wizards are pretty neat but um like the only one i can think of that isn't my that a game that it, i consistently go to a melee style character is diablo 3 where i almost always play a monk okay which is melee um, uh, I, I do like the demon hunter class and the wizard class in that as well. Those are my two second and third most played, but monk is by far like, uh, like I'm talking might have like 500 to 600 hours on monk alone. And then the next closest is probably like 150 hours on wizard. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Uh, for me, obviously I don't play as many video games as you um but most of the time if i'm playing a video game rpg i usually go for the melee character um i don't know why it's just what i end up just my default it's just what you want to do it's just my own I'm like let's go to the front of the lines and just beat the crap out of things and hope for the best because i usually am playing with someone who's more of a range character so if i get my ass kicked they uh support me from afar they got your back exactly literally um but it's funny because from when i'm playing a game and stuff always a melee character but if i'm like part of like the story creation then I want to be some type of like wizard range character. It's really Fair. weird, but best of both worlds, I guess for me. Oh, and depending on if I really like the game, I probably am giving multiple classes a try. Exactly. Anyways, is another thing. I think if, if you enjoy the game, usually you're not, at least for in my, from my experience, I'm usually like, Oh, okay. I, I tried this class. I want to try see how things are on this class. For sure. And, um, Lost Ark, I actually, I can't remember what the uh, what the archetype is, but I'm a Deathblade or something, which okay. is a melee, but it was more because it's super edgy and cool was the reason I picked it. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, obviously you don't play as many games, so. No. We need to get more into the video games. That's the streaming. 
Hopefully. Pokemon. I play the range types. <laughs> play the Lego games. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. The Force. The range. Exactly. And I throw my lightsaber. Genius. Range. <laughs> well, thanks for the question, Tim. Uh, another little thing that we have that's a recent development is Matt, you've started collecting some manga, <sighs> not just regular comics, but I the Japanese comics. The Japanese comics officially more than I'd like to admit. Where more. I'm kidding. Um, so I've had manga for a little bit. I've had like the first ten collected editions of the Pokemon manga, which is technically the first thirty volumes, which is like one cohesive connective story. Yep. Whichever, however. And then I got into the light novels aspect. So I have, I think, six or seven light novels now. I have the two Ace One Piece ones, like the One Piece Ace light novels. I have three or four Naruto light novels. I have the I Want to Eat Your Pancreas light novel. And then the writer of I Want to Eat Your Pancreas has various other manga as well. And they all become light novels. So I picked up one of that one the other day, which I think is like, I hope this feeling goes away someday or something like that something similar to that title um and then we've talked about it briefly on the podcast earlier but i've started collecting the tokyo revengers collected two-in-one mangas now because those are the ones that are coming out right now yeah that is how they're being released yeah for the english release which good story so yeah and then the other one is record of ragnarok record of ragnarok which the concept is super neat right up my alley if you know me um, don't watch the anime. We're going to leave it at that for that aspect. But there's five volumes of Record of Ragnarok. I wanted to get into more manga for like series I like, but the issue is a lot of the time is that there's just so many volumes and it's just the game of playing catch-up. It takes a while, right? Well, I mean, I, I think of it this way. If, like, you, I think you started at a good point for, hey, I'm going to, the first, what, I guess it's technically like eight volumes of Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. But, Four, but four, but eight. Eight volumes. That's yeah. what I mean. Like the eight volumes in terms of what the actual content is. Yeah, is not too bad. Like in terms of catching up. No, but and it's a good spot to be like, okay, I'm gonna read this as we go, as it comes out. Yeah. I but if I were think, to like jump into like My Hero, for example, that's on like volume thirty-five. You say that, but there's also a box that will get you like yeah to volume past twenty. Halfway. But still, I uh, I just. I think with the bigger series, My Hero is a little extreme because it is when you start reaching like the 30 plus, it's big. But if you're like 20, yeah, I think the key is just to one, obviously take it at your own pace and then just pick up the new don't you don't you don't have to pick up all 20 right away. No, you can pick up the first two, first three. If you don't like it for sure, return it. But speaking of finish series 20 volumes kind of thing like that um this will be old news when this episode comes out but viz came out saying they're going to be doing a box set for promise neverland they did yes. and that will i think that's going to be my first box set i'm excited to see what the box set will look like yeah i'm super excited as well um but with promise neverland that was my first like manga i started reading weekly that was the first manga that we watched an episode and i read went home and started reading it First one that um, made you want to just read. Exactly. It really got me into manga. First weekly, so on and so forth. Great story. I'm a fan of plot twists, so it's right in my alley. Um, I have the the tie-in one-shot collector's edition-esque thing. That kind of ties into it. Yep. Um, 
So I think definitely this will be my uh, my first box set. That's exciting. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> what do you think of Naruto or One Piece? Uh, for the box sets or just in general? Just in general. I know that they're some of your favorite series, so. They are some of my favorite series, but with someone like me who also collects graphic novels and regular novels and everything else, it'd be awesome to get Naruto, for example. It's but they're more of a collection piece. It's not, but it's a but collection piece. The stuff piece. you've started picking up, other than potentially The Promised Neverland, is all stuff you haven't read. Exactly. Stuff you're going to be reading as it comes out. Correct. So that kind of, in my head is different from buying that's, a series of already the, for the most part the route you want to take yeah it. i see that's very cool don't worry one piece is great i'd love to own it all one day but for the time being you're just like i'll just wait until it's done yeah i'll just wait till it's done and, and then, then pick if it up never ends you'll be like oh well sets. i did say i'd get it when it's done but exactly if i die before the end of one piece it'll be sad but whatevs but even naruto too like naruto is 72 volumes that's three box sets that's not including Boruto if you want to include it as Boruto. some people some people like to include it in Kishimoto said that the, he's gonna keep it under a hundred for the Naruto Boruto story from collection for the volumes, but we don't know if that's actually gonna happen or not. We will see. Um with what's going on in the Boruto manga right now, we are coming up to the final arc that's been foreshadowed since the first chapter. So first episode. No, nah, it's probably like the thirtieth episode because that manga anime canon bullcrap. Um, no, that's why it's the first episode, but there was no <laughs> manga at the time. Yikes. True. Um, but I don't know. I've picked up some like the Naruto light novels. So that would be kind of like my dip for my collection for the Naruto stuff. Because those are still coming out. New Naruto light novels are coming out. I think Minato is getting a light novel, which will be super neat. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I think just with the longer stuff. Yeah, I think it's... I want to collect stuff that I haven't read. Like I'd love to collect the Monogatari series, like the light novels. Eventually, but again, there's like the wish list of eventually I'll grab that to add to my collection. But until then, there's a lot more president things that I haven't read that are coming out, like you said. Going off of our some of our favorite series, we never actually talked about it. Well, we discussed that we saw, but we never talked about the movie. And that was Film Red, which is a One Piece film. It came out back in November. It covered Shanks. Daughter. Shanks. Shanks's daughter. Vivi. Not Vivi. No, not Vivi. That damn song. Oh, Ida. Ida? What's what's his daughter's name in the film again? Uh Uta, I thought. Uta, you're right. It's Uta. Not Ida. Yeah, it's Uta. <laughs> I'm so tired, listeners. I'm tired. Um, but it kind of uh, followed more of a musical um it's more music based. Yes. It's due to Uta's powers. And yeah, double for powers. It's not a musical film. It's a movie that has music in it. More than usual. Well, I mean, yes, most, it's movies, a, most movies have It's music a movie about it. music, not a musical. Yeah. Not which a sounds weird, but that is a, that's a very different Some thing. Some of the songs were pretty good, not going to lie. Yeah. Some, Some of them were not so good. Some of the... I will say, though... good. In my opinion, I will say that I do think it was a little bit of a weaker film overall considering some of the one piece films we've been getting the past few ones were pretty great i yeah. do think that this one was a little bit not a letdown but not also... a letdown no but just not as good or not as entertaining yeah i do there were definitely parts i enjoyed 
I liked the scene where we finally got to see Shanks do some stuff, which we've obviously not really yep. seen in both anime and manga. Yep. So, you know, if that knowing that Oda helps work on the movie so much makes me just feel like, like we're getting closer and closer to Endgame because now he's okay with like, yeah, okay, we can have Shanks do some stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, not that it's, the movies are canon, but it's... They're not. They're not canon, but I don't know. Like the it reason makes me the, feel... the past few movies have been better is because of Oda's help. I think. Well, that's what I mean. It's just I know it's filler, but it's also good to know that Oda's helping out with them. That's because the guy's a workaholic. I know, but still, I respect workaholics. <laughs> He's a crazy man, that Oda. But yeah, um, we didn't really cover it much because honestly, we can just cover it right now, like in, exactly. a, in an episode. Really, it's. <laughs> There's we, not much else to say. We were There's, throwing this idea back and forth over time. The Straw Hats, like any, like any, like any shonen filler, you know, random movie, they go to a place. You follow the main characters. They, you know, they look like they're having a good time. Then there's a bad time. They solve the bad time with some cool anime fights and cool action sequences. Then we move on. Like and this rap. one had the bonus of some better <laughs> songs. I think the one cool thing, we saw it subbed, but the dub version had uh, Emily, who is a YouTuber that does a lot of covers of songs, who yep. has started doing a lot more voice acting work in the past few years, but she actually played Uta as an Engli- in the English. I don't, the songs were still in Japanese, I'm pretty sure, but she, of course, released her own versions of the covers, yeah. but it's just kind of something full circle about her whole career on youtube being covers doing english covers of anime songs and then being being an anime voice actor now yeah and playing a character that is a singer it's just irony that she didn't get to dub the songs it would have been cool i'm sure she would have done a great job yeah but that's just like a little fun fun little uh hey information if you didn't know going on we got we'll keep going down the anime route here so I can't remember if we've discussed it, but uh, with some friends we watch, well, Matt might be joining potentially. We'll see the Hopefully. next time, next one. But we're currently watching 86 in our weekly anime watching. It's, if you've seen Code Geass, that is like one of the best uh, kind of similarity, like comparisons for it, where it's wartime, there's a race of people that are oppressed and for these ones are forced to fight. They're not treated like people, but we finished the first half of the first season. We're on the, we're already almost, we're a third of the way done the second part. And honestly, it's been pretty good. The hype has been appropriate. I would say definitely does not shy away from how devastating and messed up war is which I feel like a lot of stories in overall do, yeah. but it definitely doesn't try. It's not, basically it's not scared to just kill off characters to be like, it doesn't matter if they're no this person's best friend because yeah. it's war and it's been pretty good. Not going to lie. So that's a quick update on that. You guys are almost done it. Yeah. We're, we're on the part two of season two or season one, which is 12 episodes. Okay. And we've got eight episodes left. And then season two? Or is that just a... It's just a... 
first uh, part of season one is 11 episodes, and then this one's 12. Gotcha. And do you have an idea? I believe it's Tokyo Revengers, but not too sure. Could could change. Could change. Maybe you join us and we change it up. We shall see. We shall see. But speaking of animes, finishing them up, anime opinions, everything like that. Um, Where was I going with this thought? I don't know. Where are you going there, Matthew? I can't remember now. Were you going to talk about rating? Yes, that is where my head was going. We have talked about rating stuff. We have a little bit. But we we more discussed... How far... You, yeah, do you have to finish a series to rate it? Do yeah. you have to... Or, you know... It was a past episode where we kind of covered it. So this one, yep. we'll just go over quickly. But I find it interesting because everyone rates shows, movies, anime, etc. On their own kind of scale. It's yep. subjective. At the end of the day, everything's subjective. For sure. But there are metrics in which people try to use to kind of give a baseline. Baseline, but I want to say take out a lot of your biases. Yeah. Because I think a major issue for me personally, and I know this can affect, I'm sure it affects a lot of people, and it's recency bias. 100%. You watch something that's good, and you're just like, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. And you're giving it a 9, giving it a 10, giving it something that maybe if you gave it a couple weeks and you thought back you're like maybe it's not maybe it's not that high which i do this is kind of going off topic a little bit but netflix did something for a show that was called love death and love death and robots so they wouldn't have that like bias aspect of it so in season one one everyone got a different order yeah yeah for that exact reason so people wouldn't have the same opinions on episodes just to show that that is a thing it is you're it's it's a there's the bias of what you've read from other people that definitely affect how you yep. think of something. And then there's obviously recency bias of just how recent you finish. Basically, if you don't know what recency bias is, it's recency being recent. Yep. And then the bias of it is you're more likely to rate the piece you've just seen uh, at a, if especially if it was, if you took it positively at a much higher spot than potentially something you've seen a year, two years ago. And when you think about it, because well, obviously you don't remember it as much. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, oh, no, this was way better. Because in the moment, that's what it feels like. Exactly. So going off of that, so I created a spreadsheet yep. that covered some of like the main, main things I'm usually looking for in an anime, which is, so I had the OST, like the music. Mm-hmm. I had characters... And under characters, I'm thinking of stuff like both their designs, but also if there's any progression development, depending on it. And the other thing is, this didn't work for everything because there are anime stories where they're very episodic and you don't, the whole point, you don't get character progression or very much uh, for the characters. You really only have the character design to go off because that's just not the type of story it is. Correct. So you have to take that into account when you were, when I was doing this. To be fair, I don't really do this because I'm lazy, <laughs> so I don't really fill this spreadsheet anymore. But the, this was the this was the thought, the baseline, the thought process behind it sure. was uh, that. And then so there's characters, there's the OST, of course, there's animation, there's the art style, which is different than animation because art style kind of, I'm no artist, but art style kind of covers the design choices of the way the 
the backgrounds look, the yeah. art style of the characters, the, use of CGI. the art of the characters, some CGI exactly, and not the movement of them, just the way it strictly looks in appearance. And then I also had enjoyment because I feel like that's important. It is. You know, something can be 10 out of 10s on all of those things. But, but if you didn't like it, but you if you think like it was it. boring, it's that that's that impacts the score, exactly. doesn't it? Violet Evergarden, beautiful animation. And, and I feel like that's the main reason so initially this is I created this when I was first starting to get really really into anime. Yeah. And and by really into I mean not just cranking out episodes and shows like crazy. I mean I wanted to be a little bit more I don't want to say elitist, just more fair to everything. I was because yeah. I started realizing I was giving things eights, where I was, and I'm looking at the score, and I'm like, "There's no way this is the same as this." You know, there's a this is like a really strong eight, but this yeah, is like a weak eight. So I was like, "How do I figure out how to really differentiate them?" In so that's why I created this was I was going to give everything something out of ten, and I I use uh to the tenth, so I had decimals. Yep, and then I had to average it out. And the reason for that was, like, there are series where they are good, but maybe the enjoyment was low. But I didn't want, because I feel like that enjoyment takes over a lot in people's initial ratings of it. I do agree. So even if it was a, for for extremist case, let's just say it was a 10 out of 10 on everything, but then my enjoyment was bad, I would usually end up giving it like a 6, 7 maybe. Mm -hmm. But then with this new way of doing it i would see okay it was like a it was like an 8.3 even with my less enjoyment where maybe if i was to do it just based off of on top of my head because of my enjoyment it would probably be lower for sure that was my reasoning going through so the reason i bring it up is i just wanted to discuss when when you go about i guess my thought i guess is do a question to you is First of all, do you think that it, obviously it's a little extreme, but do you think it's like elitist to do that? No, I don't but think. What's, what's kind of your because someone this so you rank yours more off a of feel, obviously. Yeah, you've we've talked about it on on the on the podcast before where you you do plan on starting to go through and kind of comparing some of them, and being like, I do think I gave this one a little too high. I do think that X X series is definitely a stronger eight. Yeah. So maybe this will drop down one. What what kind of is your process and what do you think of the whole it's, someone who puts in that extra effort? I don't think it's elitist to put that extra effort in because of how large and more popular the anime communities are coming every week, every day. I feel like more people are getting into anime. So I don't think it's I think it's the reverse. If you don't think about those things, like if you watch an anime and you're like, well that's a ten out of ten anime, I don't care what anyone else says. That's where the elitist opinion comes in. Oh, okay. You're saying like, uh, like I don't care what someone else is thinking. Yeah, which th- to me, that's not necessarily, when you phrase it that way, it's not necessarily elitist, but I think in an- any nerdum community. Shutting the door, well, it comes to both shutting the door. Um, I think. It's elitist opinions if you don't realize other people's opinions. Like they might, they may not be your own. But in any nerdum, like people will say that Empire Strikes Back is the no, the best Star Wars film. Some yeah. people say Revenge I, of the Sith think, is the um, best Star Wars film. I think elitism comes to when you're you put down others for liking something they yeah. like. It's your way or no way. 
Yes. Like, that is the elitist. Oh, you opinion. like Sword Art Online? You're not a real anime fan. Like, you exactly. don't know what good anime is. Like, you like Sword Art Online? You like Sword Art Online. Exactly. You like Death Note? You like Death Note. Like, it's... Exactly. Like, at the end of the day, and I guess my thing is I really like having conversations. So that's why I, yeah. one of the reasons I created the spreadsheet was one, to try and give out a more, it was to get a better overall rating, right? I wanted to make sure I was giving everything else a fair shot mm-hmm. because that way I'm not just going off my head and what I remember of other series or whatnot. It's, this is what I gave all of these scores to all of these important parts of what I consider important in an anime. Yeah. And that's the score I got at the end. Like, there's no arguing. That's what it got. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was, someone can ask me about an anime. Let's say you ask me about Code Geass. And now, I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me, but I would, could go through, oh, I gave it, let's say, for example, I gave it a six. I didn't, so don't come and <laughs> Don't me, but, come ask <laughs> But let's say I gave it a six, but I could tell you why. Then that's okay. I could be like, oh, I could, like, if you're like six, yeah. it's a nine out of, like, nine, ten, it's a masterpiece. It's a ten out of ten. How could you possibly give it this? And then we get a nice conversation. This is one of my favorite things about anime. I have it with Gray, with my brother, with um, uh, one of my friends, Evan, with you, where it's just, you go back and forth. Maybe there's things you like about an anime. Maybe exactly. there's things I don't. And we just kind of bounce off. And maybe there are disagreements, but you kind of come, maybe but it's you see the what... baseline of being like, okay, that's what you think. That's what I think. And yeah, that's okay. Well, and seeing, oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't think about yeah. that. Or in vice versa, where you're like, oh, I guess I never even, I maybe you didn't even recognize the foreshadowing. Like you didn't notice it when exactly. you were watching. You're like, wow, okay, if that's actually in it, that changes how I would think about the show. And that goes into, uh, I've had some arguments where, or disagreements where I get a lot of, I didn't like it cuz. Yeah, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it, which is fine. I just, it it's something that really like, I guess is like a pet peeve when someone just, there is no reason. It just feels like they're saying and it to try people to People can have no, the, at the end of the day, like if, if you don't have a reason, fair enough. Yeah. It's just, I guess for me, it's just, I'm so into having conversation and I'm so interested On in why uh, people didn't like it, why they liked it. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if it's a series that it's a differing opinion. Like say I didn't like it they really liked it it's like why and if someone just says cuz i'm just like well that kind of defeats the conversation yeah and then it's like the conversation dies flat and i'm like oh that sucks like okay obviously if you go on reddit or twitter or anything it's like it's to the extreme that's toxic though yeah it's to the extreme on both sides where it's like uh, i think recently i sent you something on one piece where someone said it's uh the gear fifth for one piece is the greatest most iconic transformation in all of anime and manga and you're just like what like no. i love one piece but dude but what <laughs> almost like any big magical girl anime is ahead <laughs> of it in transformations true and of course dragon ball yeah you know i may not be the biggest dragon ball fan but you haven't even seen dragon ball no. and you know of super saiyan yeah you just do like <laughs> it's just iconic so stuff like that obviously that twitter and reddit are uh, extreme cases on both ends but I guess my two cents on it is what would you, if you're having a discussion with someone about why you like a specific movie, anime, et cetera, do you, do you think about why 
is that something that goes through your mind? Like and, when I and, say I like something or don't like something? Yeah, yeah. And for anyone that's listening to the podcast, I would love to know your opinion on this as well. When it, is that something that goes through your mind when you're watching a movie, when you're watching a show, when you're playing a video game? Yeah. Are you more in the moment and you're just enjoying it or not enjoying it for whatever reason? Or do you think after why you didn't like it? Well, you know me when it comes, let's talk, we talked a poop ton about comic book movies last week, but you know me well enough when we watch like a nerd movie, a comic book movie. I'm watching it like three different ways where I'm watching it for enjoyment, watching it from like a comic book nerd perspective. And then with my film background, I'm also watching it from a film background, right? Right. You're, especially with movies, you're often, yeah, I over, you love often cinematography. overanalyze. <laughs> well, you love sometimes. cinematography too. You I love do. camera angles and the decisions. Cause made. that tell, that helps tell the story. Well, and it's, in my opinion, I think just, for me, it's also something that I enjoy having someone that's in the, in, that's more in the industry. Yeah. Cause I like when you would stuff like I wouldn't notice. Yeah. Like you'll, the Avengers one, one takers. Yeah. Like you never think about that when you're watching the movie, but if you're someone who knows about it and it can recognize it, you're like, wow, there was no cuts. It just, it, it's just that uniqueness that makes, because that stuff helps tell part of the story. Like the most, the biggest thing that comes to mind when I think of like how cinematography helps tell stories and it happens in a lot of movies too. A lot of TV shows is what's, I think it's called through the window shot. And it's always your main character is on like far away and there's always you're always looking at the character through a window or through a closed door or something and it's just to make you feel distant Distance, from like the character and uh, it, that's just in high school i took a the film class okay as my art oh, nice in, nice in ontario you need to have an art credit for credit. grade 11 or 12 yeah well art credit in general to, yep. to graduate and obviously everyone always takes art mm-hmm. but i'm a whore i'm horrible <laughs> i'm horrific when it comes to art. So I was like, no. And I didn't want to take music because I was taking guitar lessons at the time. And I was like, I don't really want to. Yeah. Like I could have, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to make it something that don't get me wrong. I'm a horrible, I'm not a horrible guitarist. Well, I'm not great, but I wasn't good at terms of practicing all the time, but I didn't want to make it more work. You yeah. know, like I wanted the, to play the guitar still being something fun, not like, Music is now homework. And uh, yeah, so I ended up taking film because that was basically my only option. <laughs> and we did, um, we did, we had different, uh, did you take film in high yeah, school? Yeah. yeah. So they have the different um, chapters are on different styles. Like, uh, so we watched Citizen Kane. Phenomenal film. And that was what we watched, I believe, for cinematography. Yeah. Because makes of. Sense all the different angles yeah. like they literally would have like cutouts so that they would get like the lower angles yeah. of the camera and stuff and that stuff helped tell the story music also helps tell the story i know with our one fan our one fan our one friend he talks about how certain animes movies have such cliche cliche musics and stuff like that i like sad moments or, yeah, yeah but like it helps tell the story like for example darth vader would not be as iconic as he is today if something happy-go-lucky was going. Yeah, without the Imperial March. Jaws would oh, yeah. not have the... If it didn't have that music... The perfect like example the, is turn off the music and then put on something ridiculous. Like something you would just... like Carney music. like Carney. Up, just, something super upbeat. Yeah. And you just see Darth Vader walking in and choking people. But you see like Darth Vader walk into Up Down Funk by Bruno Mars. <laughs> it's just like... You know it doesn't what I mean? like, right. There's so many aspects that a lot of people disregard when it comes to... But if you play... 
Uptown Funk for someone going down the street that's just like won the lottery and they're like dancing. The end of Ant Man. The beginning of Ant Man. The end of Ant Man. If yeah. Uptown Funk was playing, it would fit. It's fine. But it's all about using those aspects to for film, for anime even. Like, it doesn't matter. The music, and that's why when I watch anime, music is important to me. Whether it be the openings, the ending. Like, for example, um, one that comes to mind is Tokyo Ghoul, the end of the first season. When your main character is getting tortured and breaks out kind of thing and fights uh, Jason, right? Yep. And you have a slowed down version of Unravel playing, which is the opening. Yeah, and it's like... Goosebumps. is like broke. Yeah. Yep. Like that is perfect storytelling for music. Um, so going back to the root of the question, I def personally, I think about all those different things because if you take all of those away, it pushes down the enjoyment. Yeah. I guess for me, it's just, I want to be able to answer why I liked something. Yeah, why or I why you like didn't something. like it. Yeah. I want to be able to, when someone, I just want to be prepared because there's going to be someone who doesn't share the same opinion as me. Exactly. And especially now that we started the podcast, there's a good chance there's times where you and I don't have the same opinion and same. Yeah. And I want to be able to be able to back up why, why I have my opinion. you have your opinion. Why I have my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry to go on that rant. <laughs> no, but that's everybody. It. But I am definitely curious if you're not already feel free to join us in our discord, follow the link tree in the description to, uh, and then join the discord. I'm definitely super interested in if what type of way how you rate how do you how do you review how you review some of your content how do you rate it do you keep track of what you watch do you do you rank it are you just using the netflix i liked this yeah (laughs) do you (laughs) have an anime like a thumbs up thumbs down Uh, are you rating your movies on like imdb uh so imdb is a good one if you here's a good thing too ron tomatoes if you do want to get into rating movies or anime we use like my anime list, for example. Yep, there's also um, uh, Annie list as well. Annie list is another one for anime. If you want to do movies, you can do it on IMDb. You can do it on Rotten Tomatoes if you want to leave your report. A big one is called Letterbox. There's an app for it. There's a website for it. And it's just out of five stars, you can do half stars. And you just add it to your database. You can make, pl- uh, not playlists. That's not like. If you like beer, untap. Beer, untap. We talked about it last week. <laughs> there is. Uh, so. Th- Whatever you like, there's probably a there's probably a way of keeping track of it. Exactly. So let us know. Like are, what what type of stuff do you enjoy and do you do you find that when you start rating it, it takes enjoyment out of it? I'm curious about that as well. Yeah, good point. But definitely join our Discord and let us know. Speaking of the Discord, if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the Discord. We do try our best to answer all the questions that are asked. This one comes from I put on my fake glasses <laughs> that I don't own. Azaro Haven? Yep. And Azaro Haven? And the question is, what's the Misfit Crew's favorite iteration of Robin? Now, it says Ronin, but I feel like there's only one Ronin. So, I'm like... Multiple I'm a, Ronins, but we're going to go with We're going to go Robins. with Robin because I only know one Ronin, so... <laughs> Which one of Ronin do you know? <laughs> I was thinking more like Ronin like, uh, from uh, Marvel. Okay. Well, I don't know. You're reading the the last Ronin, the TMNT story. Yeah, but when I think of Ronin, I'm thinking of like Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. Not to be confused with Ronan, the Accuser. Yeah, yeah. You know, really upsetting person. Anyways, yeah, let's do Robins. Robins. First, like favorite. <sighs> well, I guess obviously you have the main Robins, but I'm I'm assuming this goes full out. Just all in general. Any Robin. We'll even have Batgirls to it too. All the different. The Bat Family. Let's just go Bat Family. Oh, very broad. Can we do a top three? No. I already favorite. know what your answer is. That's, yeah, I guess that's unfair. <laughs> I talked about 
If if he's one of my favorite superheroes, he's probably my favorite yeah. Robin. And that's obviously Dick Grayson. Yeah. I just think he has like such in great character development in like from the beginning, obviously very Batman-esque beginning. His yeah. parents are kind of killed, kind of by a villain, you know, kind of like revenge story. And then Bruce is like, no, channel it here. And New 52 gave him more story and gave and him a new suit. I like the red Gave him a new suit, gave a new complexity to the circus. Yep. That the circus wasn't exactly clean. Court of Owls, Talon, the whole... Exactly. How Nightwing was supposed to be the be next the Talon. Talon. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was all such good storytelling. But I like that he starts off as... Like Bruce being like, you're you're me. You're just like me. Yeah. You gotta be like me. But Dick is like, no, I don't have to be like you. Like I he, could be better. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing I like. I like that Dick's like, I can do things my own way and I can do it better and I don't have to use all this anger that you have, Bruce, yeah. to, to be the reasoning for why I do things. For sure. And I think, obviously, in different stories where Batman's not around, he kind of ends up taking up the cape. And I think, I do really think that Overall, Dick is like the good iteration of Batman. Yeah. It's like Batman without all the baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Okay, so for me, if we're doing straight Robins, Dick Grayson, hands down. If we're doing the entire Bat family, this is where it becomes a little tricky for me. Oh, interesting. Because... Are you going... I'm a big fan of Terry McGinnis. That's where I thought Batman Beyond. I don't know if I would go that far. (sighs) But uh, to me, it's part of the Bat... It's just the extended Bat family. Like, he's more of the Bat family, in my opinion, than Batwing. But that's just my opinion. Because, um, I don't know, like, Shot he's at still... Batwing. Sorry, sorry. You can make the argument that he's not even alive yet. <laughs> like, uh, Terry. The main continuity. You're not wrong. So, I would consider him not part of the Bat uh, family. Ah, come on. Well, like, he is part of the extended Bat family, but not part of, like, this umbrella we're using right now. Oh, okay. Okay, well then. You have to be able to be under Bruce, and he has to be able to still fight. I've seen Return of the Joker. <laughs> I know Bruce can fight still. <laughs> Dang it. Eh? Okay, then we'll, yeah, then Dick Grayson. Like, that's just, I don't know. Okay, so we'll go to our <laughs> second favorite. Maybe we'll have a difference of opinion. Batman. No, no. Um, I feel like you're just going to say Barbara Gordon. Yeah, I guess if we're going to Batgirl. <laughs> okay, we'll go Robins only. Just Robins. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so we're different because I'm going to go with Jason Todd. Oh, okay, okay. So why why Tim Drake for you? I just... I think his is interesting because he's not a broken Robin. Yeah, he's not angsty boy. (laughs) Well, he doesn't have a... a, as broken of a... He doesn't have a broken family. He basically chooses and outs... He's like, I know who you are. I want to be Robin. Yeah, he... um, You see a different style of Robin because... Don't get me wrong. Dick and Jason, they're intelligent in their own way. But Tim Drake is just intelligent more yeah. than acrobatics, right? He's kind of like the 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 detective side of Bruce. Yeah, exactly. And he came to Bruce as Robin after a horof- horrific Things. moment in time, yeah. right? Yeah. Where yep. he was like, no, I know who you are. Like, I'm going to be Robin. And he did not want to take Tim on. Because of what's happened. Because of what's happened. He knows he's gonna. this one's going to die too or this one's going to leave him, right? Um, and then he obviously went on to his own eventually, became Red Robin as well. And he helped New 52. He was part of the Teen Titans at the time. Um, but I don't know. I just think Tim Drake is very different because then you go back to Damien and then you're just back to another broken Robin. I think Damien's just a little bit too much because he's yeah. like so perfect in terms of like... Perfect but not perfect. Yeah, he's like bred. Like his issue is that he's a killer. 
And you're just like, hey, we don't kill. Where the thing I like about Jason is he has to live up to Dick. Yep. Right? So he's already got issues. Like, he's already got, like, the nice broken broken family. He's got all, like, the issues, you know? But then on top of that, he has a Robin tub that was already here that he has to live up to. Yeah. He, and he doesn't. He He's never going to be Dick Grayson. And then obviously you have him die to Joker. And I love his character arc with the Red Hood and being like returning. You weren't willing to like that wasn't enough. Yeah. The Joker's still there. Like do I mean nothing to you, Bruce? And I like how he he really takes a turn being like, you know what, if you're not gonna handle it, I will. And of course he ends up being like rubber bullets, but then he's like, the thing about the character is he always ends up being like, he really rides the line where like, if they need him to, all of a sudden he's using real guns again, yeah, like real bullets and he's killing people. But then when you need him to fit into the bat family, it's like, Oh no, <laughs> oh, he's good rubber now. Bullets. He's rubber bullets. And... I mean, he had his own team. He had red hood and the outlaws for a yep. little bit. Um, I think is, I think the mask and the outfit's cool. It's not yep. as typical bat family. Cause it's not the domino mask yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think Nightwing, <laughs> Nightwing's outfit is cool, but at the end of the day, you could totally, Robin-y. yeah, you can still believe that he's totally just a Batman. And you have uh, Red Robin. Psychic, whereas Red Hood is like actually different. Yeah. He's got the jacket, obviously he's got guns, and he's got the helmet mask. So what was your opinion then on Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight, like the the video game? Yeah. Because isn't isn't the story that Jason Todd is Arkham Knight? Yeah, he is Arkham Knight. He's wearing the red hood mask under the <laughs> Arkham Knight mask. Yeah. I thought Arkham Knight's look was awesome. I thought, obviously, it looks like Batman. Yeah, the whole point of it. Yeah, but I think the thing that makes Arkham Knight cool is they were messing with you because they were like, they didn't want you to know it's Jason, mm-hmm. right? So they create this whole new character, <sighs> looks awesome, but then at the same time, you're like, there's no way it's Jason because he's the red hood and the way that they did the arkham games they were so true to so much of batman lore that i feel like they wouldn't just do jason dirty like that like yeah. they wouldn't just be like oh no we readjusted the lore he's arkham knight arkham knight is just like a it's more of a trick for the fans to be like oh no you guys were right the whole time he actually is the <laughs> yeah red by hood. the way yeah it's him yeah okay because the final fight you're fighting opinion. the red hood yeah okay i was just curious your opinion if you were okay with how they did that I did. I liked it. I thought the okay. Arkham Knight also was a cool design. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. The design of Arkham Knight was sick. But yeah, thanks a lot for the question. And if you want to ask us a question, feel free to join the Discord once again. Drop a like question. Good old Discord. We'll even let you know. We give it a nice little check mark. Exactly. But this has been a fun episode. Hope you guys enjoy. If you are into anime, want to know what we're watching next season, next maybe we'll go over episode. a little a quick little overview of what we liked from last season. <laughs> Check out next week's episode where we will be discussing the spring 2023 anime season. Until then, we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. And see you next week.